Welcome to You Don't Know Mojack. My name is Ryan. My name is Brent. And this episode, we are discussing SST-16, the Minuteman release, Buzzer Howl, Under the Influence of Heat. And this one is a doozy. I love it. Me too. Here again, a lot of the information I was able to pull out on this one was from the Craig Ibera book, Wailing of a Town. Very interesting read. Another entire, I guess you could call it a chapter, just on this release. But before I got into this, I thought I would mention something. I don't know if you ever remember me mentioning it to you, Brant, but there's this band called Solanke. Hmm. I don't remember. Okay, so this band, Solanke, they're from the UK, I think, but they've got a 10-inch called Buzz or Howl Under the Influence of Leeds 6. Hmm. And I don't know if you remember, I bought you that Minuteman Tribute CD a long time ago. Yep. And But this Solanke 10-inch, I think it's fair to call it a Buzz or Howl tribute. But they don't actually do the Buzz or Howl songs. They're all original songs in the style of the Minutemen Buzz or Howl era oh. on a 10-inch. Very interesting. And it's really, really cool. And, I mean, they are they make no bones about it, that they are obviously trying to sound like the Minutemen. Even the font, the typeface, the font on the back is like... Minutemen font. The artwork is is kind of black and white, almost in a Pettibone-esque style. Almost also, though, in a Joe Biza style, who did the cover of the actual Minutemen buzzer howl under the influence of heat. Very cool. We'll have to post that for everybody. Yeah, definitely. And you know, it actually is really good. I, I like it because they're really wearing, obviously, the influence on their sleeves, as it were. It's not, well, at least as far as I know, it's not that well-known of a release. And it's dirt cheap if you can find it, because no one knows what it is. Hmm. But I would recommend checking that out. Yeah, I forgot about that Minutemen tribute. I'm going to have to dig that out. I haven't listened to that in years. Excellent, excellent versions by bands like, I think there's Jawbox on there. Right. I even think there is a, a Sebado song on there. Hang on a second. So that tribute is called... Our band could be your life. Of course. Of course. A tribute to D. Boone and the Minutemen. It's on Little Brother Records. It has a drawing on the front that says, Keep up the struggle. All working men are pissed. It's um, that cover, actually. The artwork on the cover here is on a Minutemen 7-inch called the Georgeless EP. Have you ever heard of that one? No, never. So the Georgeless EP is a 7-inch. Maybe we should post that one, too. It's basically the Minutemen before George Hurley joined the band. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So same same cover on Our Band Could Be Your Life as on that, the George LaCP. But check out the bands on here doing Minutemen covers. So there's Sparkalepsy. There's Seam, which is uh, former guys from Bitch Magnet, which is an awesome band. Yeah. Tree People, awesome band. Let's see here. Meat Puppets do Price of Paradise. Cracker Bash, DOS. They do Do You Want New Wave or Do You Want the Truth? Which, of course, mm. is Mike Watt and Kira Rossler. Yeah. Jawbox, that's that song I like. It's it's Expected I'm Gone. Thurston Moore does Shit You Hear at Parties. 
Joe Biza does 9.30 May the 2nd, and if people remember from the Paranoid Time podcast, that's the song that was recorded at the same time, but it was on a New Alliance compilation. Unwounder mm-hmm. on here, they do the song Plight. Unwounder, one of my favorite bands. You have to dig that out for sure. Yeah. I never listen to tribute albums. I've got a ton of them, and I never play them. I do too. They're usually not that good. Yeah. Tribute albums were kind of a thing in like the early 2000s. And yeah. and I, I will admit too, like when I listened to this, I, and I haven't listened to it for a long time either, the, the thing that came to mind for me is, boy, I would really like to listen to the Minutemen. But there are a couple of bands on here that are, uh, that I'm just a huge fan of and I love their versions like Jawbox, for example. What other SST bands have tribute albums? Like there's the Do Hooskers one. Yeah. I have it. I I never listen to it. Yeah, it's not that good either. Black Flag has got that one tribute. Yeah. For the West Memphis Three. That one's actually pretty good. Yeah, I don't even know if you could call that a tribute, really. I guess it is, but... Yeah, I mean, you've got Mike Patton and Iggy Pop and Ryan Adams. Right. But also you have Henry Rollins and... Chuck Dukowski and other members actually on the record. So I would call it a tribute. Yeah, I guess so. There's probably a Sonic Youth one. So Yeah, there's probably a Sonic Youth one. I'm not aware of one. And the only other band that I could think of that would probably warrant a tribute would be the Meat Puppets, probably. Yeah. Like, I, I couldn't even see some, like, maybe there is one, but like a stre- Screaming Trees tribute or a Dinosaur Jr. tribute. Oh, you know what? There yeah. is a Descendants tribute. There's a couple. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. There's a couple of those. I haven't I've only heard one and it was I don't know. It just again kinda of like this Miniman one. It was like, boy, I would rather listen to the descendants. Is it called Tribute a- Tribute Edge or something like that? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know if it's tributage or whatever. I can't remember. I think uh, I think it's one of those ones that I, I might have just checked out online and didn't take the plunge. Let's do Buzzer Howl. Right on. History lesson, part one. Buzzer Howl was recorded in two main sessions, all recorded in January 1983. The first session, though, Mike Watt describes it as he was kind of tricking a guy at the Radio Tokyo Studios. Have you ever heard of the Radio Tokyo Studios? Yeah, I read about this. So Ethan James, did he own the studio or did he just record there? I think he owned it. I think he owned it too. And Ethan James, Mike Watt says in the the book, A Wailing of a Town, that he actually played keyboards for Blue Cheer on an album or two. Yeah, he did. So he probably for sure, like, you know, the Minutemen would have been way into that. Oh, know, yeah. Being kind of classic rock guys, you know. This would have been huge for sure. And, and apparently, yep. he was looking for bands to be on the Radio Tokyo Tapes compilation. I also read that the he got the name Radio Tokyo was the name of a Venice Beach club that he worked at, Ethan James. Yeah, I read that in the uh, Minutemen 33 and a Third book on Double Nickels. I haven't read that yet. Yeah. i got to read that one. Makes sense, though. It's really good. Makes sense to pull it from somewhere, I guess. The uh, the compilation, though, that the Minutemen ended up on, well, the way Mike Watt describes it is he was looking for bands for the radio, the first Radio Tokyo Tapes compilation. And, and for those who don't know, 
well, at least as far as I'm aware, there were three compilations, Radio Tokyo Tapes 1, 2, 3. The first one is the one that the Minutemen uh, were on for this session, and they showed up, and they basically, the deal was, you give me a song for Radio Tokyo Tapes, and you can record another song. What they ended up doing was recording like three songs as one song, and once they had those in the can, it's time to put out a record, and that's kind of the impetus, as Mike Watt describes it, for Buzzer Howell. Apparently, though, Spot, when he heard about this session or heard the tape, said, hey, I can record you for, you know, as quickly as that. So they got in the studio later the same month at Total Access with Spot and did the B-side of Buzzer Howell. The song on Radio Tokyo Tapes, though, by the Minutemen is I Felt Like a Gringo, and it is a way different version than what is on Buzzer Howell. Hmm. It has, like, I don't know, you're, you're a guitarist, I'm not. I, I don't know what this effect is, but it almost sounds like a, a chorus or something on D. Boone's guitar. And it's, uh, it's, also a, it's also a way slower version. I gotta check that out. And this Radio Tokyo Tapes compilation is very, very weird from 1983. So just check out some of the bands that are on here. I think I have it, actually. Well, I mean, when I got it, I was like, what is this? Because it has The Last on it, who was another band from around this era. For those who have seen the Descendants documentary, you'll know that they were a huge influence on the Descendants. The Long Riders, whom I'm a fan... Well, I like The Last, but I'm also a fan of The Long Riders, kind of a Paisley Underground band. Same. The Bangles are on here. Another Paisley Underground band. Well, they were, for sure, to start out, but I mean... Yep. Just Another Manic Monday, the Bangles, they're on this. They were super cool when they first started. Yeah, well, this song on here is really cool, actually. No Mag Commercial. It's very cool. I was into the Bangles super early on because I used to watch this uh, movie Thrashin' all the time. Oh, yeah, of course. And they're they're on the soundtrack to that. And the song they have on there is Wicked. When you watch that movie Thrashin' and they threw the jacks in the pool, did the hair stand up on your arms? (laughs) <laughs> there's lots of hair standing up on the on the arms moments in thrashing do you remember that oh yeah i've seen that movie a zillion times i own it on dvd <laughs> if you ever want to have have a good time watch the commentary track to thrashing who's commentary on that it's uh a couple of the skaters or one of the like the pro skaters that's in it yeah who is it i can't remember it's not like Tony Hawk's in the movie. It's not him. Oh, I can't remember. It's been a long time since I watched it. But a, uh, Josh Brolin is not on it. But like Hook, the guy that plays Hook, he's he's one of the dudes. And uh, Radley, I think is the character's name. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> him. <laughs> yeah, it's really, it's re- they just make fun of it the whole time. It's really good. Well, so here's something you can make fun of without listening to the audio track. I just watched Gleaming the Cube again lately. Mm-hmm. And uh, newsflash, Christian Slater can't skate as good as the Power Peralta crew <laughs> that are doing that, that, all those scenes. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they do the cuts between like Christian Slater's head bobbing and the actual footwork. It's so choppy. Yeah. But it's still a killer skater movie. Yeah. Uh, anyways, back. Yeah, it is. Back to Radio Tokyo tapes. 
So guess who else is on this one? Who? Worm. Oh, really? Maybe I don't have this one. Yeah, so Worm is on here. Different song. Not on the single we, re- we, uh, we reviewed a couple of podcasts ago. Um, it's a song called Modern Man. Uh, and you know who else is on here that I really like is 100 Flowers, who are oh, yeah, they're cool. guys from the urinals. And on the cover of the Radio Tokyo tapes, it's kind of a, it's a shot. Uh, we'll, we'll have to post this online. It's a shot of a girl, I can only assume in the control room, kind of eating a bunch of uh, recording tape with some chopsticks. But on the back wall, they have a number of singles kind of pinned to the wall. And they've got oh, yeah? the first 100 flowers single pinned to the back. And I never noticed that before kind of looking at it more closely now. And just one other comment about those who can look, read really, really, really blurry writing on a cover. Because I'd be interested if someone can verify this. On the cover of the Radio Tokyo tapes, one of the singles, a uh, single by the last, pinned up there. But there's also one pinned up that looks like it's a Leaving Trains single and uh oh yeah they're cool oh yeah i love the leaving trains and this i believe is a non like a pre-sst leaving train and single that i can see posted up there which is very cool hey i have a question you said uh worm does modern man so that's the flag tune well it would be the one that's on loose nut right yeah i gotta hear that far out anyways let's talk about buzzer howell history lesson part two when I read about side A, this is again from that uh, Double Nichols 33 and a third book, which is really great. He basically says in that book that Ethan James said, if you write a song, I'll record it for free, was the deal he offered. And so they they mashed three songs together. Obviously, they recorded I Felt Like a Gringo, right? Because that's the one he used. Yeah, and, and Mike Watt described the spot tracks as kind of a retaliation against the Ethan James tracks on side A. Yeah. Interesting to note on this recording, this is the last one, except for one song on Double Nickels, apparently. This is the last record, I should say, where Mike Watt is using a pick. So... We were talking about how um, on What Makes a Man Start Fires that the Minimum sound is evolving here. It's also evolving on this one, but boy, does it change once Watt loses the pick. Hey, Ryan, who wrote the tracks? Because um, I don't have the actual EP. I have uh, the Postmersh compilation, so and I don't have it in front of me. So uh, I'm really curious about who, who did a lot of the writing because I know they, you know, they often use especially people to write lyrics outside of the band. And uh, I remember on What Makes a Man Start Fires, which came out not too long, you know, right before this, really. Watt did a lot of the writing, so I'm, I'm really curious how they divided that up on this one. Yeah, I don't know about the lyrics specifically. I wasn't able to find that out, but you're right. I mean, in uh, on What Makes a Man watt wrote almost all the music if not all of it on this one though watt is on all the songs except for the product so the first song self-referenced that's attributed to watt second song cut and third song dream told by moto those those three songs are all attributed to watt 
The fourth song, Dreams Are Free, Motherfucker, is attributed to Watt, Hurley, Boone, and Crane. Okay. And the toe jam is Watt, Hurley, Boone, Vandenberg, and Cooper. Maybe maybe when I get okay. to the album jacket here, we'll get a few more clues. On side B, three songs, I Felt Like a Gringo is Watt, The Product is Boone, and Little Man with a Gun, is ha- gun in His Hand is Boone and Dukowski and but I and I do believe that Dukowski wrote the lyrics for that song. I remember hearing that somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. So at least on that one, yeah. It's Dukowski. The cover art is great. It's it's actually a pretty famous piece of cover art. It's done by Joe Biza and it's a drawing of D Boone and Mike Watt kind of I guess you could say yelling at each other, but I guess they were notorious for arguing with each other. Yeah. Lots of political debates, and uh, I mean, if you read uh, our band could the the book our band could be your life, there's lots of great stuff in there about you know excerpts from interviews and stuff where they're just they're arguing like in the middle of interviews and stuff. Yeah, Henry Rollins talks about it and get in the van too about you know about being in a van with them like you know and just being annoyed with it. Yeah. Well, in uh, the documentary We Jam Econo, Rollins says that too. He's like, that picture is them. <laughs> that is them. And like fisticuffs even. What? Between Watt and Boone? Oh, yeah. I hadn't heard that. Oh, I've read that. Huh. That it would come to blows. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> like wrestling, maybe. maybe. Maybe not punching, but like wrestling around, like rolling around and like. Like Rasslin? Yeah. Rasslin. Rasslin, I can see. On the back, there's another Raymond Pettibone piece of artwork. Kind of a guy who looks like he's sleepwalking, but with his eyes open. And it says, the, the caption is, a happy person. There's um, This really looks like a drink by D. Boone. It's really hard to tell. But it really looks like him, like something that D. Boone would have drawn. It's a guy sitting down on a bench eating a sandwich. It says, eat your lunch at noon break. Understood? And that's that's pretty, you know, that's pretty consistent with some of his other working man type artwork that we've seen before. Yeah. Okay, when you get to the thank yous, it says, the Miniman would like to thank Crane for playing trumpet and chanting in the product and playing recorder on Dreams, mm. Dreams Are Free, singing on Toe Jam, and Dirk for playing drums on the Toe Jam. George played recorder on the product and trumpet on the toe jam and mary whoever that is did some singing on the toe jam now this i like i read this in a wailing of a town as well it says more thanks to steve mcdonald for the use of his svt bass amp on i felt like a gringo little man with a gun in his hand that'd be the dude from uh, red cross i'm assuming absolutely uh mike watt is like yeah that that was the amp around when he recorded it at Total Access. Okay. So you know when I saw Steve McDonald last? Melvin's, I bet. Playing bass for the Melvin's. Absolutely. Yeah. Have you ever seen Off? No, never. You know, I, I've i never seen Red Cross. And I've, I've got a buddy who's a big Red Cross fan. And I, I like it okay. Uh, I love Off. But uh, when I saw Steve McDonald play bass for Off, I was like, I really got to check out Red Cross. I like Red, like, I mean, I like their later stuff, like the Power Pop type stuff more. Yeah. I just got a really cool Red Cross uh, album that just came out called uh, Hot Issue. 
It's like a bunch of unreleased stuff. It's really good. And uh, Jeff McDonald has a really good solo album that came out a couple years ago as well. Yeah, I don't know what it is. That's kind of like me and the Meat Puppets. For some reason, that band, Red Cross, kind of like the Meat Puppets, evaded me over these years. And I just need an excuse to check them out. I will say, though, that when I saw Off, it was just insane how good that band is um the drummer oh i, I bet the drummer mario rubicalbra i'm probably not pronouncing that right you probably can pronounce it better from skating how do, how do you say his last name rubicalbra <laughs> all i know is i used to have this uh, h street video who he skated for and they said they uh, at the beginning of the video they each say their name and he said mario rubicalbra <laughs> <laughs> so your guess is as good as mine but uh, he's he play he plays in a band called Earthless, which are a wicked band. Yeah, no, he play too. he plays in Earthless. I think he's played drums mm-hmm. for Rocket from the Crypt for a long time. Oh, yeah, he also played in kind of a, a hardcore uh, band in the early '90s that I was a fan of when I was a teenager called Four One One. But he was also in another band from San Diego called Clickatat Ikatawi. Okay, I don't know if you've ever heard of them, but really. I don't know, kind of math, rock, punk kind of stuff. And uh, just insane. What a great drummer. Anyways, shout out to uh, Steve McDonald for lending Watt his uh, bass rig for this record. And uh, also in the thanks, I love this part, to everyone who's kept up the fight against haters, fascists, and all that shit. Richard Meltzer for his letter, see above, and to Lisa for doing the typing. Richard Meltzer, they were big Richard Meltzer fans. And uh, haters, hey? Haters. It's like a newer term. Yeah, Fighters, fight against haters and fascists. Anyways, so yeah, I mean, and on the spine on this one, I believe the suggested retail price on this one is $5.98. Yeah, you see that a lot on older records. I was listening to this record by this band, The Poison Girls, today. You know them? I do not. They're like a. They were like a, associated with the crass. Like anarcho punk. Yeah, and this it says right on the cover suggested retail price three dollars, and this is a full length LP, so. It doesn't surprise me from like the crass crew, right? Yeah, for sure. But even the even the Clash did that on some of their early EPs. Yeah. Pay no more than whatever. Yeah, we were. I remember we were talking about that too on the uh, Pagan Icons. Spine has that on it. Yeah. So does the blasting concept. Yep. All right. How about some run-out grooves? Let's do that. I'm terrible at reading them, though. Okay. So, side A on Buzzer Howell, run-out grooves. Irrationality is bliss. Signed, spot. Do you know what the the spot signal is on the run-out grooves? What? It's like a circle with a dot in the middle. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Side B, it says, a Colt 45 looked like a toy pistol in his hand. Signed, Raymond hmm. Ch- Raymond Chandler. I've heard that before. I wonder if that is a Pettibone thing or something. Raymond Chandler? That's familiar. No, no, that quote. That sounds fami- familiar to me. Oh, it wouldn't surprise me if it's one of the captions in a Pettibone. Yeah, I could be I, wrong, but... I could see that for sure. Yeah. Well, that's kind of it for Buzzer Howell, I think. We should do the ballot result. Let's. Ballot result. 
Which one are you going with? You want to say it on three? I want to see if if we're on the same page. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Kate, let's do it. Countdown on three. Okay, one, two, three. Little, Little man, man with a gun is with a gun yeah. in his hand. Right on. Such an awesome song. Oh yeah. Yeah. Got to go with that one. That wasn't staged at all. No. <laughs> that was probably pretty obvious what's next yeah. week ryan uh ssd 17 the dicks kill oh, from the heart i love that album oh yeah man if there's if there's one guy who can sing it's gary floyd man he Whoa. can man yep yeah he can really sing I'm looking forward to that one definitely okay thanks for tuning in everybody see you next week